Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome into House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick House. But take your shoes off, take your hat off, and put your umbrella over here in the umbrella stand. It is storming here in Chicago this morning. Um, we have the fire rolling. It's a good day for it. And sitting here in the living room with us today, talking all things professional wrestling, rounding out our 10-count media week on House of Wrestling. It is 10-count media's Steve Fall. Steve. Thank you for taking the time to join us here in the house. Of course. It's my second time here, and I definitely didn't take my shoes off the first time. This time I will. No mud on the rug. Don't want to piss anybody off, but it's great to be here because we have so much to talk about. So we much. So much to talk about. We will not waste any time. Before we get into all the big news to talk about, um, uh, we want to thank Premier Streaming Network. That is the home of House of Wrestling, Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, video form. You want to watch us. You want to watch us talking, you want to see us in Technicolor, me, the guest, a guest we're going to have later on in the show, Montez Ford, in the house here today, Steve, from the uh, from the wonderful event we went to with the kids the first day, wonderful speakers, astronaut, Vietnam veteran, it was a wonderful day for all the kids. It was a wonderful day. Did it you was. ever share? Did you ever share what, that story or that video of that no. lovely community event of the Vietnam Met? Event. And, you know, kudos to everyone, you know, going out there and laying your life on the line for my freedom. I appreciate you. Agreed. But Agreed. the stories that were shared there that day to small children where I was going, hmm, uh, I know what you're saying, but I don't think these children understand. But anyways, keep going. It got a little heavy. It got yeah, very little, heavy. It got very heavy. heavy. It got very heavy at one point. But uh, we had a great time. And me and Montez talking all things, the, his new upcoming reality TV show, uh, possible singles run, all this stuff. Later on in the show, check it out. We'll have coverage over on HouseOfWrestling.com, where, of course, we do all kinds of other coverage. We had Baron Corbett on Tuesday. We aired that interview. He talked about possibly forming this new main stable main uh, roster faction, which is very cool. Um, of course, we had all of the CM Punk news uh, that I broke earlier this week about Christopher Daniels uh, not being allowed backstage. What happened with Ryan Nimeth uh, kind of laid the groundwork for this apology. We're going to talk about here in a little bit, but man, kick the week off hot. And as things are rolling, another story falls into my lap that I has engulfed me and House of Wrestling on social media for the past. It hasn't been a full 24, maybe like 15, yeah. you know, 17 hours. Yeah. So I did this story about Triple Mania, the main event. Um, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of chaos it sounded like going on around this because Conan is a uh, usually the booker for all the matches and everything that happened at Triplemania and he is the booker right and you know it was interesting to me to hear how these guys apparently showed up the day of people in and around the match didn't expect them to be there it does sound like there was some kind of acknowledgement from Dorian Roldan, the president from AAA, 
that knew they were coming. Um, but does it sound like it was relayed to many other people backstage in and around what was going on there that day at Triple Mania? And I just thought it was an interesting anecdote. I actually was like, when I first heard it, my gut was like, that's kind of cool, Roosh, to get his buddies on the show. That's right? Yep. Then, as it started kind of being pieced together, it started to sound a little bit different because then it just be kind of came something where it sounded like, well, not everybody maybe knew the extent of what these guys were going to be doing in the match or their involvement and, like, the focus of the wrestlers in the bout is, the like, main event of the biggest match uh, in Mexico of the year. So it just sounded like there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of kind of weirdness around it. So I had that. I had the update on the AAA television stuff coming together in the next year and a half. I had updates on everybody else. Really, the Roosh and his buddies bit was like a small part of this story, right? Mm. Well, they didn't. They don't really seem to like what I wrote, right? They're, they seem now. What's interesting to me from what Roosh said is like he admit he could he like confirmed my story first, which is that he wanted those guys there. Now, in my report, I also mentioned that he had at some point, from what I'm told said that Tony Khan wanted these guys on the show. I reached out to Tony, have not heard back that he wanted them there. But in his message, Roosh says, I wanted these guys with me. So it seems like this was a Roosh request that he was really wanting to happen. Now, like I, Conan had issues with a lot of people in this match. L.A. Park. Um, it sounds like there was some butting of heads with Roosh going into this as well. Was less hands-on on this particular bout, and it was being more, I guess, <laughs> and this is where it gets kind of murky to me, because I don't, if Conan's not put it together, I don't know who's, because Dorian Roldan is like the president. He's not a guy who's like giving you finishes to matches, right? <clears throat> so, so anyway, um, so he like confirms the story first, then he says Dorian knew these guys were going, but then again, kind of asking around about this, not many guys nobody knew that I talked to that these guys were going to be there until the day of, and then this gets sprung on them and we're putting them in, or I, you know, I had heard they were just going to be on the entrance ramp, not involved in the match. Now they're involved in the match. There's a lot of weirdness around it. Um, so I, I, so what I did is I took everything into account, Steve. I looked at it all this morning. I woke up, made a small article note that said the people in and around this match at AAA were not aware of their presence until the day of, because they were not requested for the match. And I hope that that suffices everybody here and clears up any kind of it whatever, no. because if you needed, look, I thought as written, I had many people that knew this story, looking at this thing at looking at it, telling me yesterday, do not change the story. The story is accurate. The story is fine. It is how it is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was my call this morning to change it because I just thought, Hey, if this is if this particular line is causing people duress and feel it is not framed in a way they feel comfortable with, I can reframe it a way that I think still tells the exact same story, doesn't really change the intent or details of the story. And I, I hope that suffices. But, yeah, I don't know. What questions do you have about this, Steve? I just prattled on there for like three. No, I think what people understand and people don't really want to look at is if I have friends who need something or need help, I will help my friends because I'm a good friend. So right. this story sounds like, Hey, I want to help my friends out. That's what I see. 
What everyone else sees on the outside is, well, this is bullshit. Well, why can't I bring my friends? Or why can't I bring my dad who wants else to be here? You know, these little things like that, I don't think people understand. Like in a workplace, if you're the manager or you have power, you use that power. You don't sit on it. So if you have power, use it. That's how I look at this situation. And with you reporting it, obviously, whoever's involved with the story doesn't like the idea of like, well, I'm the mayor and I'm helping my friend who's now the superintendent. You know, if I am a wrestler and I have friends who need help or want to get paid or want to work, but when a reporter says these things, they don't like that because it looks like it's a handout or I helped someone. I use my power. They don't want to be that. They want to be the, hey, I'm great. I'm happy. I'm doing everything the right way. Nobody wants to be judged on Twitter, especially you, who's if you look up your name right now, no one's really happy about this. So how do you feel, though? Because you seem to be the person. Even Paul Heyman said it at a WrestleMania press conference where he was like, this guy, he pointed at you, this guy, you know, is a kind of a shit stirrer. And then he did had, not say that. He he that wasn't a direct quote, but he's not he's not saying that he's <laughs> wrong about how you report things. It's because when you're at these events or you write an article, what if the article was like, <clears throat> Wow, what a great show with Leatherface? That's not gonna you know that that's that's one that's a, a don't give away story. my headline for it's later. It's a whole different Steve. story. It's a whole different story. All right. But you writing a story about this, obviously you have different integrity to you what you're doing versus what someone else is doing who could sit on that and not use it there's there's a lot more to what's going on here and i'm having to couch my words here because um a lot of people i talk to and there's a lot more going on here and um i thought this was just kind of an insight i also had people that know this reaching out to me saying like yeah dude that's (laughs) this is just a little tip you know, of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this one plays out in the long run. I'll be yeah. interested. I'll be so interested. We- I'm interested in this one. I didn't, ta- I don't, I mean, like, look, there's substance to this story. And again, I think the story as is written was, was pretty much what it is. Um, Should we look your name up on Twitter and see what people are saying about you? Oh God. Why would you put me through this, Steve? You know, I, I, I it's not like I've done it already today. Come on. Um, no, you know, what? here's the thing. In the time yeah. since, in the time since uh, my last recording on Tuesday with Stephanie Hypes, your partner in crime, wonderful. Yeah. I had an epidural in my neck. They dropped steroids in my neck to correct neck issues. I haven't felt better in my entire life. I really have. I feel like wow, I'm like right. 20s. I'm in the 20s again right now. You know what's funny uh, is when I type in Nick, the first thing great. that pops up is you. So wow. that's not that's just, not a good sign. Just the word Nick brings just the me word up. Nick. But that's uh, for your yeah. algorithm, I hope. That's, well... We'll see. I don't know, but <laughs> this person, I just I'll, we'll do one. We'll do one, and then we're done. Um, this guy, I'm not gonna even give him anything. He just he tweeted you, and and all it is is him putting a clown face over your face. That's true. And I've hey, had I, and I, I I've had people Photoshop my uh, clown faces over my face too. So it's not like it's a new thing. Oh, look at that! Just feeding into the bit. I. I love it so much. I can't help but yes, and all right. And also, it's bizarre. I keep a clown nose on my. Uh, I have so on many. My weird, desk. You don't even know what's down here. What's that? Is that a gun? So, oh, I'm just kidding. look, it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't great. And look, if people have issues with my reporting, I'm an open book. My DMs are open. Jose was welcome to just let me know that this is incorrect and we could have talked this out, right? I'm always happy to do that, which has happened in the past. This was very aggressive, right? Full throated attack, it felt on me. Yeah. And um, they have their reasons. 
they're doing their business, their business, their business, their business. I feel, you know, they've got their reasons, I guess. I didn't see it going this way. That sucks, but what it is what it is at this point. I don't well, know what else to say. You well, know? next next week, no one will even talk about this story. That's the thing with anything, <laughs> yeah. with yeah. movies, television, wrestling, you know, but the problem with those wrestling circle it's much smaller than the rest of those other circles is your that story what happened to you and other things that have happened to you have stuck to you and so now people have a perception of you and i, I don't disagree with your perception i like the way you are and don't change who you are <laughs> you're good you. enough you're smart enough and god darn it people like you but Thank at you. the same time you have become someone who has a level of credibility i so have when yes you, when you do say something people go immediately into it. it has to be true and so when someone disputes your story it doesn't matter what story we're talking about any story they go well oh they, they like the people are ready to pile on because they're ready for, well, I deserve this. I deserve to be talking to these wrestlers. I deserve these sources. And that's what it's turned into. So we don't have to talk about this anymore. But the fact is, I will praise you on your own show. You're good at what you do. Thank and people you. don't like when someone does well. And then they are perceived to have screwed up. So then they're like, ah, ha, ha, let's pile on this guy and make him feel like shit. And the next week they'll read your articles anyway. So, but well, like popular. I said, I've never felt better. <laughs> um, well, good. I have never felt better. I feel great. So if, if everybody's looking to break me down, it's, it's not uh, gonna unfortunately work. not working right now. Everything's going pretty well for me over here. Right. Um, and Move yeah, on, you know, it, it, and I, I appreciate what you said about my credibility. I've never had to change any of my exclusives ever in the, my entire career. I made one choice. I made one small change this morning because I just felt like, hey, this might make things better because this does seem like it's getting a little out of control. But uh, no, it, you know, I, I like and here's the weird thing about all this. Here's the final thought on this, Steve. As everybody's telling me I'm getting ratioed and I suck. We have added <laughs> so many followers. I have added. I have gained followers. The House exactly. of Wrestling. We if I was a lesser man. I would take a very bad lesson from this and just print whatever I wanted and just, I guess, do that. I guess that's why other websites do that, right? Is you, oh, you know, there's a few, right? That just, you know, hey, clicks for clicks. Um, I do want to be very clear that I take a lot of pride in my process of vetting stories mm -hmm. and, um, I'll leave it at that. Very good. All right. Uh, let's get into other news. All God, right. is there other news, Steve? Uh, besides yourself, uh, you know, CM Punk trumps all. So, looks, well, I'm I kind get... of, I'm kind of in that 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 lane this week as well. Isn't that fun? Yeah, you know, you seem. <laughs> I guess Paul Heyman was right about you. You know, I don't like it when you say it like that. I don't like because I'm. I don't feel like I cause problems, Steve. No, you ask questions that no one else is asking. Correct. Yes. When you're when you're in a press conference and you ask a question like, "Hey, Damian Priest, well, remember Bad Bunny in that match? Match of the Year candidate, right?" It, that was my question at one of those presses. You're like, "Excuse me, are you selling the WWE tomorrow?" And you're like, "Oh, he's yes. he's 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 going for it," and I like that about you. That's not my style. That's not some people's style. That's a lot of people's style. But hey, no. man, I asked the I asked the excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Tony Khan, is Goldberg coming? <laughs> When's Goldberg coming? But it's not. That's not a bad question. It's not a bad question because it's going to happen. Um, it, just, just when you've just kind of ra you've just run it into the ground. You've I love asked it. it. You've love asked it. it too many times now. I'm going to keep so, doing it. All right. Let's talk about CM Punk. So this since our last recording, man, more punk news. Uh, the Wrestling Observer 
they reported that CM Punk sent an apology text to Adam Page following collision. Now, I had heard the same and didn't had not reported because I didn't know how many people knew it. But when I saw the report come out, absolutely could corroborate that. That is that is a fact. And I had noted in my original report that Punk felt bad about how what he had said about Page off air had come across. So kind of laid the groundwork for that. So apparently there was this agreement made that when Punk came back, neither he nor the elite camp could be saying negative things about each other publicly. But Adam Page, who was not involved with the fight, was not included in this part of the deal. So he's he's if Punk wants to talk about it, I guess he's not technically breaking the agreement. But irregardless, didn't like how it came across and apologized. Do you have any thoughts on this apology exchange with CM Punk and Adam Page? And it's not even an exchange. I'm not even sure Page has gotten back to him, to be uh, fair. A couple thoughts. One, we're about a week and a couple of days till this the greatest event of all time. We're all talking about CM Punk. That's one thought. The other one is uh, it's very strange. Is this is like this agreement of not saying bad things about each other is like when the teacher grabs you and you're like, listen, you two are fighting. Now make up. Like, is this in a contract? Is this an actual, like, real, if you do this, we can sue you type of deal? Or is this the, hey, we've agreed, I won't make fun of you, you don't make fun of me, and we'll be fine. Like, where's the line? Yeah. Yeah, I I am also wondering where that line is right now. And it seems to me that, you know, it, it, this is all on the Young Bucks. It's all on Nick and Matt. You know, it seems like Adam Page and Punk, like if Punk's sending him apology text, like there's no, we've heard about the no contact thing where Punk's been told not to contact people. Well, if he's contacting Page, I guess there's some kind of open line there that's allowed to exist. Doesn't seem like Kenny Omega's maybe whole, from what it sounds like, from what I've heard, harboring it quite as much as the Bucks. It's going to come down to when Nick and Matt, if Nick and Matt ever decide that they want to make this happen. I, I think that's, I don't really see it as kind of an elite punk thing anymore. It feels more to me directly like a young bucks punk thing kind of at this point. I feel like we're in high school. I just feel yeah. like there's just so much drama for no reason at all. It, well, it, it's distracting, honestly. It, 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 I, I, I'm turned off by the idea of just like, oh, so I, I know too much about what's happening. So, but you want me to just believe that you're not ever going to use this on TV because that's what in like, my brain you would do but yet this agreement of like we can't work together because uh of this fight like is there more to all of this than we just don't know about because it feels very heavy way too heavy like i work at a different job too i have a manager who who wants to manage you but guess what they want also you to do they want the employees to solve their problems without their involvement because the manager obviously has to take a side of a yes or no on someone so is that what's going on here like listen I don't want to piss anybody off, so as in Tony Khan. So I'm going to let you two figure this out on your own. Clearly, no one has figured anything out on their own. And this is when you need the manager to come in and put on their manager hat and do something about anything. Well, and I, you know, part of me thinks Tony wants this. You know, Tony's like <laughs> I, I was. I listen, Tony's run football, soccer, right oh, yeah. programs, Successful. and you got the guy on the bench, you got the guy on the field. And the guy on the bench, you want to take the place of the guy on the field. You want that guy pushing himself to take that spot. You kind of keep them in different lanes, right? You want to keep that competition real because that's where it's going to be real. Um, I think that the idea of giving Punk and, and the elite, Bucks, whatever you want to say, their own space, their own shows, obviously giving them 
the autonomy to scope those shows in a way that they feel comfortable with. We're getting two very different products that oh, are yeah. in I, real I competition. Television. And I do wonder, does Tony, like, I don't know that he likes all the like distracting kind of stuff, but I think that he likes the idea of these two entities pushing one another. If, if I look, I, I, it's just an observation. I'll, I'll make yeah. I'm I don't I don't want to get, if I say what I really feel, I think I might get in trouble, but oh boy, do it. But no, I, I, I'll give it like a little cliff note of my thoughts is you read the tweets and it's clearly there. Right. Tony Khan grew up with money. He had money. He always, always had money. So I bet growing up, he didn't know who his real friends were because he was rich. So how do you tell if they like me or like my money? He's a huge wrestling fan. Clearly, we know the history of Tony Khan going to ECW events and WCW and all this stuff. That's 20 years ago. And now he has this playpen of wrestlers who all want to be his friend. But I don't think he can read if they want to be his friend or they like him for his money. And that's where I stand right now is he is a boss. He has the money. It's the funding. But yet he also wants to be friends with these people. And I don't know in business... Can you be a manager? You can be friendly with your employees. But being I, their I, friends is a hard, hard thing to do. I will say it does seem like a situation where some people could be walking around saying, why does this person get that kind of treatment? And I don't. I thought we were all just supposed to be roster members and working towards the same end goal. Nope. And um, nope. It's business, wrestling business. I could see that. I could see people walking around saying that kind of thing right now. Um, well, talking about cracking the whip, if you don't think Tony Khan is, it sounds like CM Punk is because here's our last CM Punk news. <laughs> oh, and this one came from Fightful. And so I don't even need to read that. I've talked about, I've read this story about this story enough. So like Jack Perry, early days of AEW collision in Canada is told, we're going to bring you in for a segment collision. It's going to involve smashing glass. And he's like, cool, let's use real glass. And they're like the the production team, the doctors are like, no, nah, dude, that's insane. Did, like, remember Goldberg, how he almost lost yeah. his arm? Right? Sugar yeah. glass. Sugar glass, people. Yeah. So Jack Perry's like, no, I want to use real glass. Now CM Punk gets involved. So this all is apparently happening in person. And it's like, we don't do that on Saturday nights. Keep it to Wednesdays. You might be happier on Dynamite, where there is a lot more blood and glass and gore and things like that. Um, and uh, so then, yeah, I guess uh, the whole thing got kiboshed. Punk thought that Jack Perry was only really kind of pushing for the request because he didn't. He wanted a week off of work, which I guess is something that CM Punk views as a problem within the company. And shortly after this is when the uh, quote unquote banned move list came out and the list of other high spots that needed to be cleared by doctors and things like that. So your take on the second Punk story, Steve, because you're right. We will get to all in. It's at the bottom of the AEW block. Oh, no. oh good. Good. <laughs> I think it's so weird that you go to work and you come in and you're like, hey, Jim, you know, hey, J hey, Sally. Oh, that's a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. What? You want me to leave? Why do you, you don't get along with me? Do you think I get along with everyone I work with? No, you don't. And I think that's the thing we all need to come to the realization of if you have a show on YouTube, you're usually working by yourself. You know, you have some employees, you hired some new people. Congratulations to that. But you're technically the boss. So you have to do what you want to do. The CM Punk stuff. Uh, the glass thing, first off, how stupid can you be? Sugar glass, okay? Like, why would you ever use real glass? Because it's, re it's real. It's a TV show. You think when someone's drunk on TV, they're actually drunk? No, they're pretending to be drunk. Can we pretend it's real glass? Like, dude, yeah. come on. 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't think uh, Chris Jericho had real glass in that painting he got smashed with last night. Um, <laughs> that was a funny bit. No, I think it's a whole weird while. It's a weird thing. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, Is that real? Like not allowing people into the building because you don't get along with them? Like I, I, that to me, if this is real. And we're gonna are you, are you talking it, about Jack Perry? Are you talking about Ryan Nemeth? Who are you talking about? Ryan. We're talking, oh, Ryan. talking about Ryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Being not allowed in the building because of things. I even read that Matt Hardy, you know, this is part of a little Well, the Matt Hardy, I, I haven't been able to confirm that Punk had anything to do with Matt not being at the show. Now, I maybe somebody else decided they didn't want uh, Matt around Punk or something like that. I don't know if there's even that. I, I have not been able to put anything together on Paige or Matt Hardy not being allowed in the building by Punk. I can't tell you, Christopher Daniels, that's a tit for tat for a steal. And I think with Ryan Nimeth, I just think that Punk wanted to send a signal. If I had to get into his head that, you know, if you're going to do this, there will be repercussions. And I think that Nimeth is just eating it on that one. And look, it was interesting on Wednesday or last night on Dynamite, uh, Colt Cabana, Ryan Nimeth, Christopher Daniels, all filmed Ring of Honor matches. Now, ROH has been taping before uh or after collision but now roh is on dynamite because some of the roh people can't be at collision what a fun little game of three card monty we have going on here steve i can't imagine it's very uh, easy to just move a whole production to one side of a different state or where they wherever they're traveling right now but the idea of wrestlers using their power to get what they want isn't something new you know, Hogan, Austin, you know, Triple H, everyone who's ever been on top uses that power to do what they want with it. They can choose to be a nice person, which we all know stories of top guys. No, they're not really nice stories. Uh, everything from working programs to being, I've never heard of someone being not allowed in the building, though. That's a that's a brand new one to me. That's well, a that's a new, like, well, oh, you, you can't, you just don't even let me in? Oh, okay. That's for me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's happened before, but I don't remember Steve Austin be like, listen, Mark Marrow. You can't be here because I don't want to work with you because you got powerbombed by Sable. Yeah, Good old 1998 it, tidbit for you. I think it's I think it's all I think it goes back to the I think it's all about Ace, right? You know, again, it's it's I take Matt Hardy Checking out. Your I take, friends. It's all about Ace, right? It's a tip for tat, and he feels like they're there. If you're gonna take my guys out of the locker room because we're so bad because we got into a fight with you while well, you guys were in the fight too. So there you go. Um, Heavy stuff. CM Punk clearly has power and uh, good for him. But also good for him on putting his foot down and saying, no, we're not using real glass. That's dumb shit. That's yes, good. I'm glad <laughs> CM Punk, you know, after all the news of people using it as a negative story about CM Punk, but him being like, listen, let's yeah. not do this. Like, listen, I have a, I have a great idea. You know, we have a bomb. Is it a real bomb? Yes. It's not a fake bomb. Like, why we do why? it's a TV show. It's a tin can filled with gasoline and nails is what it is. <laughs> Jesus. I, I say, I'm sorry. I grew up in the sticks of Texas. You know, you throw that stuff down into a ravine pipe. That's a Saturday afternoon. Okay. Um, anyway, I will, I'm going to move the MJF story to the end of the AEW block. Let's talk about all in. All right. So last night on dynamite, a uh, bunch of all in matches were confirmed. Uh, we now have best friends, Lucha Brothers, Eddie Kingston versus the Blackpool Combat Club in a stadium stampede match. We also have Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi versus Takashita, Jay White, and Juice Robinson, Bullet Club Gold, a trios match. And the only singles match confirmed last night, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. We also got Britt Baker rounding out the four-way for the women's match. 
Um, I watched the show with my wife, Liz, last night because we have a great new writer on the site, Nick Miller, knocking it out of the park. I was watching the show with him as he was writing things up and putting them out on the site. But because I was watching the show, my wife wanted to be, I don't know why, wanted to just be around and hang out with me last night. She watched wrestling. <laughs> I don't know why, is what you just said. But she doesn't always want to watch wrestling. Last oh, night okay. she was like, she was like no, we can like wrestling. Yeah, she always usually watch wrestling with me. But she watched wrestling. She watched Dynamite with me last night. And she was just like, oh, my God, there's so much talking on this show. It is nonstop talking, talking, talking. And it really did stand out to me what she said that there was so much kind of crammed exposition into this episode of Dynamite to try to real quickly set the stage for what could be the most intended pro wrestling match or pro wrestling event of all time. Uh, how did you feel about the way that the all-in card took shape last night? Um, two th- thoughts. One is I don't like how we're supposed to be the greatest event of all time, but yet we have like multi-man matches, multi-woman matches. There's only one singles match, and it's just, this isn't something new. But I, it's like an AEW like just a problem they constantly have. They're like, we want everyone on here, so we'll have a battle royal, and then we'll have four like multi-man matches. And to me, that's how my Cup of tea for wrestling is I need one-on-one stories in this match. When you have three-on-threes, I feel it's so hard to tell a wrestling story unless there has been like more built-in versus will my friend turn on me, stuff like that. But I, but again, this event was already like breaking records before any matches were announced. So complaining about matches finally being announced before when you're complaining that there are no matches being announced. So in reality, I will take it and go, you know what? Is going to do well no matter what was on the card. You could have had any match and still would have sold all these tickets. So in reality, we can complain all we want about the match setup, but it's the card was set already. It didn't matter what was on it because tickets were already sold. Yeah, uh, I had look. Tony Khan has this tendency to do this with a lot of big shows where the the things kind of come together at the last second, and then everybody tunes in and everybody loves the show. And then Tony yes. Khan is like. Oh, it was all by design or whatever, right? You know, and, and this is this is a rinse and repeat. I think I'm expecting a great show. I do think that the storyline is lagging. I think that that affects. I think that it affects their TV product more than their pay per view product because people yes. seem to kind of still be on the hook for the pay per views and the big events. But the kind of in between storytelling week to week, uh, keeping you on the hook for the next week's episode. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, the Adam Page or not Adam Page, the Adam Cole MJF stuff, I think is kind of a little, I don't know. It doesn't feel big. doesn't feel professional to me. doesn't really feel like it has a really firm direction, you know, where I'm like yeah. on the hook anticipating something. Uh, the callous Jericho stuff, I know a lot of people didn't seem to think was like wonderful uh, payoff to what they were building to. So I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's an interesting time for the company. I, I hope that they can get away from the backstage distractions and, and get back to some, trying to tell some stories because it does seem to be um, kind of a little bit of a blind spot at the moment. Yeah. Like, I love great wrestling, but my cup of tea for wrestling is not just amazing five-star matches. And maybe that, and, and I, I have no, it's like watching a movie. I like comedies. I don't like horror films. You know, that's how I work in life. So with this all being set up, like MGF and Adam Cole have a good story. But the rest of the card is just like, oh, it's a super card. Like, well, and I'm, con- I was, and like the multi man matches, I'm a little confused by the pairings. I don't know why people are necessarily aligning. Bullet Club Gold being all over Dynamite last night was a little odd to me because they've been so consistent on collision, yeah. like kind of 
feuding with FTR and CM Punk. And I, I really thought we were going to start to see Bullet Club Gold really kind of take over Saturday nights and grow there. And now all of a sudden they're working with the Don Callis family. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was very odd to just kind of see some of the stuff kind of come together. It, it didn't feel organic some of the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I, I like the how they've they've changed it up. I've noticed a uh, past couple months that d- these certain shows have felt a little a little different. Like I feel like there is more like entertainment. That uh, MJF Adam Cole thing, I'm not sure if they landed on it by accident or just worked out. And so now they're gonna run that to the ground, which is fine with me because that's what you do. You think you have a golden goose and it's gonna keep laying those eggs. I I hope something like this ends up in other storylines. Not just the comedy bits, but more just like, oh, we have more than just we're having good matches. We're having a great storyline backstage. The talking that your wife complained about. I need a little more of that sometimes with some people because I can't I, I can't relate to you if I don't know who you are. Like, who are you? Are you really good at wrestling? Okay, there's like 10 other people that do that. But who are you? They gave they gave MJF and Adam Cole at least a full half hour because they went from the at, Outback Steakhouse whatever thing and the Tony Khan appearance onto an in-ring segment that they did they did a back-to-back and i was like man they are just piling as much mjf onto the show as they possibly yep. can right now um yep. i don't want to make a comparison but it's like marvel and dc you know marvel took their time building to the avengers dc's like we're gonna have the biggest thing right now boom yeah. and mjf adam cole feels like dc and bloodline i guess we marvel in this scenario but i don't want to compare companies because i don't want people to yell at me um, well, Jack Perry was also on the show last night and he wasn't, he wasn't dealing with real glass. Right. He had Ooh. the FTW championship and he said next week on dynamite, he's going to retire the title. So that title may be going away. And also last night we had a Texas chainsaw massacre death match between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy and Leatherface appeared. Yeah. And <laughs> some people loved this. Some people hated this. Where do you fall on the spectrum, Steve? I fall on the business side of things. I read $100,000 was paid towards that uh, little advertisement for the movie. We've seen it before. We've seen it. uh, We had a Slim Jim Battle Royal at SummerSlam. We've seen pitch black matches sponsored by Mountain Dew. We saw zombies eat the Miz. So I am not shocked, and I don't care because it's wrestling, and I love it. (laughs) So there is no logic in an illogical situation, especially one with a chainsaw you know, massacre match and the Texas chainsaw guy shows up. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because you know why it made what I think is the most important thing. And that's business wrestling business made of money. So I guess for me, it was just like between this, the MJF Adam Cole segment and whatever that beatdown was that Kenny Omega got on the set of Daly's Plaza. It felt like a lot of kind of stuff that I would see like late night on Saturday. You know, it was like a late night Kung Fu movie or like a cheap buddy cop movie Right. Like it doesn't feel big to me. Right. Big, impressive, polished. There's a kind of stonery type, uh, like, uh, I guess, vibe to it. What's the and demographic? You know, what I mean? guess. Yeah. Old, it just, older, I, older men. Yeah. I just and again. Yeah. You got your late night horror movie. You got your late night buddy cop movie. You got your late night kung fu movie, which is exactly how that Kenny Omega thing was filmed. So it's just a it's a vibe, you know. It just doesn't feel big to me. Oh, I uh, agree. But I, I I'm if they made money and we're complaining about it and talking about it, right. well, 
Sometimes bad press is good press. And is it? Oh man, sometimes. what a great what a great seventeen hours for Nick Hausman. Right? Sometimes. Did you not? I bet your website has a lot more views and what more uh, interactions and impressions. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I guess. Maybe your Twitter probably because of it, all the, the, the hate. Twitter. The site did look. Oh, I'm not going back down this road. No, we're not going like back the, to what you, the you're site did fine. We did better with the pug stuff. I'll put it that oh, way. Well, yeah, of course. If that's all a right. bigger selling point. But yeah. Leatherface. Uh, Leather I hope face. that championship is not real. I hope the championship Jeff Jarrett won is not real, and it's not going to be back next week and the oh, week well. after. Oh my God! Please, that that's when we draw the line. <laughs> yeah, that's when we draw the line. They carried around Paul Walter Hauser's Golden Globe for like two months, and then it just kind of disappeared. So <sighs> you'll see more of Leatherface. Uh, MJF said he wants to go on Logan Paul's podcast. Impulsive. Good idea. Bad idea. Great idea. Excellent idea. I'm with you. Do it. Dude, what, are you what? kidding me? How amazing is that content? So juicy, filled with quotes, talking about the WWE, talking about his favorite con. Dude, it would be everywhere, and it's good. What's good for MJF is good for everybody involved with wrestling. So I think him going on there, and Logan Paul probably asking him real questions, flat out asking him questions like, hey, wait, do you want to come here? You know, da, 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 da. He's going to get into it, and that's going to be awesome. Um. Also in the world of WWE, uh, the Wrestling Observer was the first to confirm that Lacey Evans is no longer with the company. They gave a little bit more insight on it this morning, saying that um, she let her contract expire. It wasn't her getting released, so she has no non-compete. And it looks like she's going to go open a diner. Mm. So there you go. She was there with the company, I think, about seven years. Yeah, she got hired, I think, in 2016. My issue with Lacey was I just don't think that kind of like Ronda Rousey just never really kind of knew how she wanted to present herself to the fans. Like, I think she saw herself one way in her head and it never really translated to the fans. And they tried a bunch of different stuff with her. The Southern bell, the sassy Southern bell was probably the best iteration. Maybe that was the, that was the best version of Lacey Evans, right? I, I love the Southern bell. I, that's a perfect heel. I'm better than you. You're nasty. Things like that were great. I love that. And then they tried to feed her to Becky Lynch like immediately with Baron Corbin involved too, with Seth Rollins and Becky. And Seth Rollins right. and Becky was like, oh God. Like when you finally put two baby faces who we all know are dating together and everyone hated that shit. And then you try to get Lacey and Baron Corbin to be championship material out of nowhere. I was like, ah, this is this is the wrong step. And that from that point on, it was like Lacey, well, sorry. And, and, and there was also a lot of drama I feel going on around her. The Sergeant Slaughter stuff with like with Slaughter's daughter and they were going back and forth. And I believe she made some comments online about kids with ADD and had some other kind of controversial opinions. I just, you know, again, they didn't let her go. She wasn't fired. She just, I think she just kind of maybe there'd been a lot. There'd just been a lot that was going on around Lacey Evans. Well, when she came back the first time, she suddenly was telling about her childhood history. It's like, oh, you know, my daddy beat me, and he was an alcoholic, and oh, I'm like, so real, and yeah. So every time she did one of those segments, she comes out, and we're supposed to, we're like, yeah, woo. The next week, she was, she turned heel, and so yeah, like, and we were all like, what? So <laughs> for five weeks, you're telling me the sad story about your life, your father, your upbringing, you, all this stuff, and then I don't know where you turn into a bad guy. Okay, okay, and then she kind of fell off TV, and then came back with Sergeant Slaughter look and uh that was an argument too i thought was interesting because she everyone brought it up she actually served sergeant slaughter did not but are we talking about that wasn't a character that was saying i served it was like hey i'm a drill sergeant 
Sergeant Slaughter type character. I thought so, Sergeant Slaughter was a legitimate drill sergeant. He's he's gone. He's like stolen valor style. Gone on radio shows that like talked about tours and nom and stuff. And, like he wasn't there. What? He, I've never I've never heard him say that. That's nuts that he's out there saying that, that stuff. Like, Desert Storm. I know he's a, I know he's claimed to have been in combat or like served. So. Well, I guess it would be uh, Desert Storm when he was an Iraqi sympathizer, but I guess <laughs> so. He did fight in a war just against the wrong people, I guess. But either way, yeah. Lacey Evans uh, hit or miss. She or uh, miss. J- just so many characters over the years. You've seen it where someone shows up, has a decent run, and they go away. Impact probably, I'm guessing, is for her next step. Uh, no, I think she's going to go start a diner. I wouldn't be shocked if she stays away from the wrestling business. It I did see like her she... diner video. She put it on TikTok. Yeah, so like, I guess you know. I think she's going to try some other stuff. You know, the wrestling business is crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't fault you if you just want to go take some time away or never come back. Right. So, yeah. And then we'll we can see. all chase her down for interviews in the next five years. Oh, God. Uh, the Ringer, speaking of interviews, talked with Brian Gewertz, uh, the right hand man of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, and it's his book. Oh, it's right there over your shoulder. Yeah, right there. That's good. That's a good book. Yeah. I got to watch this on premiere. You want to see the, you want to see the visuals of that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> So Brian Gewertz, he's on the ringer and they ask him about when the rocks going to come back to WWE. And he says that he, he definitely sees the rock coming back, but he doesn't see the rock coming back while the sag after strike is going on. Cause it would just yep. kind of be a bad look. Um, I was asking somebody during SummerSlam weekend, uh, like what happens about the wrestlers who are sag after? Cause I have to think some of them are like Becky Lynch has done projects. Seth Rollins is in a Marvel movie. I would think there are members of SAG-AFTRA working Monday and Friday nights, maybe Tuesdays. Uh, I was told since WWE is not a union house, SAG-AFTRA people can still perform in WWE. And that just kind of feels weird. <laughs> you know? I, I, does that feel yeah. weird to you? It feels like you're jumping a line being like, listen, I support you. But in reality, I only show up when there's money involved because I can't I can't just screw over what I'm actually making. Because Becky Lynch, we've seen her in Young Rock, yeah, and other uh, projects like that. But you're not going to give up the cash cow that's making you all this money to go do something that might work out for you. The Rock, yeah. everyone's like, he's going to be at SummerSlam. He's going to be at SummerSlam. And because Grayson Waller was teasing it, someone did the people's elbow early in the night. Like, there are all these little teases here and there at SummerSlam. But I was thinking, like, that looks really bad really bad if you are seeing everyone who you work with doesn't have jobs no one's making money right now in hollywood you get big time money go into wrestling john cena and batista i bet are both like oh this sucks because they can't do it it looks really bad the rock did donate one million dollars to the everyone involved on the i think north of it i think don't i think he donated more than a million more oh my god and yeah like, but he was asked will he pick it and he's like no nah, i can't do that like tom cruise i know did the same kind of thing he donated money but he refuses he can't be seen like on the streets holding the sign because eventually it all ends so he doesn't want to be on the other side of being like yeah thanks for helping us tom <laughs> or Dwayne. okay cool well that that kind of soured that kind of made it not as for this is not fun conversation anymore it's a great conversation all right. Last thing here, WWE World. Uh, Mustafa Ali, big fan. He's getting a chance to finally do the political character he had teased yep. online months and months and months ago. But now he's going to do it at NXT. He's honing in on the North American Championship. He wants to bring back prestige to North America because right now a criminal is holding that championship. And we don't need criminals holding or represented 
North America. This man's a former police officer. All right. I love this. I just wanted to give it some love. I think it's great. I'm happy for Ali to finally get to do this. I know he's been very hungry to kind of present himself in this way. Yeah, I like how NXT is allowing him to do this because I can't imagine this segment being on Raw or SmackDown because it's very, it could be perceived as very heavy political. They would use his background and use it as he needs to fix North America and is a criminal. Like, there's a lot of layers there if you'd go deeper into the whole weeds of America. But I, I love it. I think it's great that people like him, Dana Brooke, who I, I always loved, uh, Baron Corbin, people who are getting a second chance or a third or a fourth, but at least they're getting a chance somewhere else in to help people who need it yeah absolutely all right well that brings us to the interview block if you can give me four minutes your time steve we're gonna throw over we're gonna listen to this conversation i had with montez ford we're gonna come back on the other side we're gonna do a real quick uh in cap for the show but here it is ladies and gentlemen my interview from SummerSlam with montez ford each other at the rumble i remember because we because i asked you if you were going to mania and that whole spill happened and you guys had us asking a million times and you know, the wife got a little upset about that. You know that? Really? She did. She really did. Because she kept saying in all her interviews, she kept hearing that in the background. So. Oh, you guys were so loud. The thing was, well, really, it wasn't me yelling. It was Doc's. But since Doc's not there, I have to catch the heat for it, you know? Uh, well, you talk about you and Doc's, who's not here, by the way, today. It's right, just you right, and right. your... He's uh, handling some business. Oh. No pun intended. Now, does this business involve Bobby Lashley? Uh, you know, uh, possibly. You know? I mean, you know, he is handling business so you say business are you seeing this possible connection with lashley or whatever you guys are building as like a continuation of the hurt business or maybe something kind of new i think it's just you know two guys just following someone they watched and idolized growing up you know he's taking us under his wing you know he's been under this realm for a long time and he's had a lot of success and maybe us following him could obtain to us obtaining more success Fair enough. That's the way I see it, you know. Well, Lashley has largely found success as a solo star. Now, there's always talk about you because you have so much charisma. You, what? You pop off the screen. Are you serious? And everybody seems to think that at some point, you and Dawkins may go separate ways for you to pursue a solo career. I can't believe this. I've had all my success as a tag team competitor, man. And everyone just has all this faith in me as a solo or singles competitor. That's crazy, don't you think? That's a little ludicrous. All my success has been with a tag team. How can you have faith in someone who's a tag team competitor? Oh, disgusting. Well, I think everybody just kind of wants to see what you look like outside of that what tag team. Look like? What do I look like outside of that? No one's even seen that. That's scary. You know how scary that is? Well, That's frightening. Well, you are. Like, are don't you know how many people are the fear of the unknown? You know how scary the unknown is? You know how scary the unknown is? Huh? You know how scary the unknown is? You know how scary the unknown is? <laughs> Come on, man. You don't want to go there. I don't, I don't really know what just happened, but I'm definitely scared of whatever it just was. I'll say that much. <laughs> You know, there. I, I've noticed that there are no tag team matches on the SummerSlam card. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, it just means that SummerSlam and what the current situation is with the company is everything's at high stakes. It's a lot of competition going on right now. If it's limited slots, you know, maybe certain stories or certain things are catching the attention or catching the eye more. And I think if you're not on the card, then you're in the same company. Support. Support. You know, mm-hmm. your fellow peers and whoever your competitors are on the card, support and watch them. Make the product bigger and then find out what you need to do next time to be a part of that. Yeah. And if you're not, hey, it's still another day and God is good, man. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, last thing here, obviously, you and Bianca working on this Hulu reality yes, show. Yes, yes. 
Talk to me about how this has been becoming a reality star. What can fans expect? All of that. A uh, reality star is wild. You know, we've basically <laughs> been filming all the way up since January, and we kind of finished wrapping up yesterday. What? Yesterday. So, and it's been pretty much ongoing, like SmackDown, live event, live event, sometimes Raw, and then you'll film, 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 and then you go back home and pretty much also you go back on the road and then you do the live shows again so we've been doing that non-stop for the last pretty much eight months you know no days off this is truly no days off. yeah yeah for sure. that's a blessing man because like it's another chance for they already see what we do in the ring and now we kind of peel the curtain back and show what we do outside the ring and give everyone else you know more entertainment and a, and a more sense of escape from everything that they're going through you know have some fun man that's what it's all about, right? It's fun, man. I'm all about having fun, man. This show is nothing but F-U-N fun, okay? Wonderful. I didn't say funny. No, no, no. Just fun. Fun. Uh, if it's funny to you, then, you know, maybe some things I need to work on in life. But, I, no, you know. you're, you're a very funny guy, but you did scare me with that thousand-mile stare you were giving me behind the glasses. The fear of the unknown is scary, man. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? The fear of the unknown. I'm so uncomfortable. You know how scary the fear so, of the unknown is? I think we're... Scary I, the fear of the unknown so uncomfortable right House now. House of Wrestling, yeah. Oh, that was good, but I'm still terrified, yeah. H-O-W, oh, yeah. The how. This is what it's about. This is how it all happened right here. This is my guy. We go way back like four flats on the Cadillac to be exact. All right, he's sharp as a tack, and I need a tic-tac. And you are now featured on the newest episode of the House of Wrestling. Thank you so much, Montez. We'll cut it there. Appreciate you, my friend. Wow, and there it is. Me and Montez. Was that good? You do wow. a lot of interviews. Was that good? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, now we've changed our, uh, we've changed our perspective here. Oh, wait, um, I, did it. I did it wrong. Here, wait. Now it's back. <laughs> oh, now I'm really close. Oh, I got a, oh! I got a, whole, stu- I got a whole studio here. I'm a professional newsman. You know? <laughs> um, no, I thought it was good. I liked it. You know, I I think we everyone asked me kind of about tag team questions not being, why was a tag team match missing from SummerSlam? But the fact that that man wanted to intimidate you with his eyes and made you turn purple for a brief moment was uh, a nice Nice little, uh, ooh, nice little gesture. The fact that he knows you and the fact that he gave you all that praise was great. Um, he told me he wanted to get seafood with me after we were done interviewing. He's like, we should go get some seafood. And I was like, we should get some seafood. He's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Boston. And he's like, oh, shit, you get that stuff from the, from, from the sea. I'm like, yeah, I do. And so apparently me and Montez are going to get seafood sometime in the future. Wow, that's great. I think I'm uh I think that I might take some mushrooms and look into the unknown and find some horrors. That doesn't quite sound as good as like a nice seafood dinner. No, a little different. A little well, different. Well, yeah, depends little... what you like. What you like. And it's gonna be a fun weekend here in Chicago. I'll put it that way. Hey, and that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We had a lot of fun here today. Uh, I'll be back next week. Um, I'm going to be joined on Tuesday by our good friend Connor Casey from comicbook.com. I'll also be airing my SummerSlam week interview with the Alpha Academy. All three of them. I got, I got Otis, I got Chad, and I got Maxine. We're going we're gonna to air it next week. We're going to have a great time hearing from them. Uh, also, if you like this uh, show on Premiere, you can also find us in audio form over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Show it some love there. And, of course, we started the House of Wrestling YouTube channel up and running. We're going to be doing a lot more content over there in the coming months. Steve, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here to wrap up the show today? Uh, well, I have a brand new podcast with interviews Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Wrestling News Co.'s YouTube channel. That's what I do. And plus, me and Stephanie Hypes opened up 
our own YouTube channel, 10 Count Media Co. We're going to be sitting there dropping down knowledge, our thoughts, kind of just like this show, but sitting down and going into deep dives of topics. Recently, we talked about Becky Lynch mocking Triple H. Where is this going to lead? And holy shit, did we set off a bomb when we talked about that. But so far, everything's going very well on that channel as well. So subscribe to both of those because I had a Gunther interview released this past week. I got Big E. That's right. I have a Big E interview exclusive because I went to a little thing at SummerSlam called the Tryouts. And I got interviews with LA Knight, Big E, Omas, Lash Legend, Trick Williams. These are all exclusives, folks, coming to you very soon. Man, Steve Fall picking up those exclusives. Yeah, but you know what? I got the the soundbite for Big E where he, he told everybody about his neck, you know? Mm-hmm. You'll find out what he says to me. Well, we I got there before you. My scoop got out before your scoop. We're a couple scoops over here. We're a couple Muppets is what we are. A little bit. A little bit of Muppets. Statler and Waldorf here. Statler and Waldorf here. But in reality, no, there's a lot of good things happening and everything. And I'm very excited for you know all in, all out, payback. There's so much good things happening in wrestling. So hopefully everything continues to rise up and no one <laughs> piles on and attacks. Isn't that the way of it? Be good to your brothers and sisters, everybody. Um, Thank you, Steve, for coming on. And thank you for 10 Count Media Week. I loved having you. I loved having Stephanie on Tuesday. You're wonderful people. I wish 10 Count Media nothing but the best. But at this time, I'm going to ask everybody to get up from the living room, grab your shoes, grab your hat, grab whatever food is left over on the counter, get on out the door. But remember, you're welcome back anytime. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.